Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? And perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio, is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, we have back with us today Mr. Ryan Carlson. Ryan has been the tech support for this podcast pretty much since before I decided to do it. He helped me pick out all my equipment. He made sure everything was working and up-to-date and running properly and smoothly and made a lot of suggestions, and he's, he's pretty much... The reason why we all get to do like or enjoy this podcast and I actually get to do it. Now, Ryan's been on the show before. He was on episode number 18. We did a Technology 101 podcast. So if you want to listen to that one, go back and check that one out first. And today, Ryan wanted to come back on and talk about screen time. Now, he's been studying screen time, I believe, mostly because he has small children at home and wants to make sure that he's not causing too many problems with allowing them too much access to technology and Ryan has stated that he had spent way too much screen time personally when he was a kid and and needed to be outside more and interacting with other kids and children and adults and all that kind of good stuff and he believes that it was a major hindrance in his development as a child and a young adult and that's something that, that I really believe is plaguing people nowadays I mean how many times do you go out to a restaurant or anywhere else now and you just see people just their faces are just stuck in their phone, whether they're, you know, young adults or adults or even kids. They just they have to have a screen in front of their face to just to, to almost survive anymore. It just seems like if, if you take that away from them, they don't even know what to do with their own lives. It's crazy. And, and me personally, you know, I try to be off of my phone as much as possible, especially when I'm around my friends. 
you know, when, when we get together, I try to just leave it in my pocket and don't worry about it. Now, obviously, there's some times where you've got to take phone calls and text messages or do certain things. And I understand that's how that works. But whenever, whenever I get together with my friends, I do my best not to be on my phone. That's, that's for damn sure because I want to spend the time with them because I can always just be on my phone later, you know, when I'm, when I'm alone and, and don't have the company around. But either way, this is a fascinating topic that we all need to wrap our heads around because if we, if we allow technology to rule our lives, I believe it's going to cause major problems for us in the future. And screen time seems to be, you know, right at the forefront of that is because that's, that's what it all boils down to is like we are putting screens in front of our faces. We had a lot of fun getting together and having this conversation. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and we have back with us today our tech support, Ryan Carlson. Ryan, how are we doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. So Ryan wanted to come back on the show, and luckily we actually have him in studio today. We didn't have to do this uh, lunch break at work in a conference room <laughs> like we did last time, so that's kind of nice. So we're going to sit here and uh, probably have a couple of beers and have some good conversations and have a good time like always. So cheers, sir. Cheers. Whoa. Uh, He's already throwing stuff. Already throwing We're stuff. not even drunk yet. You just, no, we just I'm started not. drinking. I know. <laughs> Well, that's actually pretty strong. <laughs> Isn't it? It's not overbearing. No. No. What was this one again? Nine. No, the, the beer itself. Chill Wave. Chill Wave. And who makes that? Great Lakes. Okay. So is this like one of their uh, seasonal beers? It or? is a seasonal. It's, okay. It's, they make so many, I can't keep up anymore. Oh, no. They, and that's this is their seasonal for the end of winter, beginning of spring, because there are actually uh, surfers on Lake Erie. And crazy assholes is what they are. Exactly. And they surf when it's cold. And so they made a beer for it and they made a very strong warm, double IPA. Warm them up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's exactly what that one's for. Cause it will, and it'll creep up on you too. Well, a nine percenter. <laughs> yeah. will definitely creep up on you a little bit. Like one of my favorites from theirs is the uh, Christmas ale. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like it, and some people yeah. do, and it's it's to each their own. That's fine. But for some reason, like that one always hits me hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's only what like seven and a half percent, something, something like, like that. that. I drink stuff that strong all the time, and they don't hit me near as hard as that does. I don't know what it is, but it's whatever spices they put in there that they just, just kills you. It just beats me up. So I, now I have one, maybe two, and then I'm I'm moving on. Like we yeah. got to do something else because as I just. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I have three of those. I feel like I had six. Like, man. This one will, if you don't pace yourself, you will be flat on the floor. <laughs> a lot of fashion in Christmas ale. But yeah, that's a little bit stronger. <laughs> just so a little bit. That's kind of how that happens. <laughs> so something we've been talking about recently has been uh, screen time. Yeah. And then specifically, I think what a lot of people would think of is like screen time on their phones mm-hmm. or computers. Yeah. is probably, but I think that would probably... Go towards television, yeah, or any kind of video gaming. Oh yeah, uh, I guess people don't really do like uh, Game Boys or handheld much anymore. I assume most of that's probably on the phone, or like an iPad. They've taken most of it, uh, mostly just kids now, and that's part of the thing with screen time is kids. You know, uh, it's a gateway. You know, those little kids get used to screen time when they're little, and it just carries over. 
you know it, it's uh, it, it's just one of those things that it's a, it's pretty close to an addicting uh, addictive well i think thing. they're they're designed to be addictive they I mean, are. especially like cell phones and apps and certain things and you hear i've heard a lot of podcasts recently where people are talking about like facebook is specifically designed mm-hmm. to be addictive you know like they've done the thing with twitter and instagram and they do all these kind of things that keep you hooked on it keep yeah. you coming back well and, and that's the thing is you have to realize that most of the internet is run off of ads google its entire business is ads so they want your eyes on the screen. They want your eyes on those ads. Yeah, because they want to sell you stuff. Exactly. Um, but uh, the way I heard it described was you have thousands of engineers that are working every day to get your eyes on that screen. Makes sense. And that's their entire job. They don't do anything else. They just research and research and program and design just to get your eyes on those ads. And so... When you have one person against thousands of very intelligent people, can you really win? I mean, I think a person can, obviously, if they're aware of it, mm-hmm. and they can have some self-discipline. Yeah. I think that's where kind of everything falls in, because if we're left to our own devices, and we just do what we want to do, it's like anything else. You talk about like nutrition or anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if you're left to your own devices, like you don't want to eat pizza all the time, because it tastes good. You don't want to eat you know, necessarily like chicken and broccoli or what have you. But the other force that you have beyond those engineers is everyone around you. All of your friends and all of the the social pressure of what you're doing, because that's a big thing right now with screen time. If you're not, um, I believe it's is it uh, Instagram with the streaks, you know? What's what's that? I have no idea. <laughs> so what happens is they keep a streak. When you post something, that's your first day. You do it again on the second day, that's your streak. Now there are competitions in school for how long you can keep those streaks going, because it's a social thing. Okay. It's social pressure to do that. Okay. So it's not only are the engineers there trying to get you to look at those things. Now you've got everyone around you. Now you may be strong in resisting the pressures of the technology, but can you cave to the people around you? Are you... (laughs) I mean, those are interesting things to think about because, I mean, like you literally said, these people are sitting down and designing specifically how to get us more addicted to these devices and these platforms and these certain things. Again, because they're selling ad space, they're Mm -hmm. making more money, they're doing those kind of things. And the big question that I have with a lot of that kind of stuff is I wonder how many of their kids or friends and family are aware of these kind of things because they probably talk about it. And keep them off of those things. I wonder how, how much well, that's, that's the case. that's the Steve, Steve Jobs um, reference where he did not allow his kids to use the iPad. But I'll bet you there are a bunch of other people um, with Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. a lot of similar kind oh, of yeah. things who probably won't let their kids be on that kind of stuff no. anyway. But they – because they, they know the fundamentals of those things. But it's also – it's a double-edged sword too. How so? Because – that is the where the world is right now. Just because it's what's popular doesn't mean that that's the way the world is. I don't think. I mean, it, well, no, that's not. It, it's not kind of what I'm saying. It's that's where the world is now. If you start a business, how do you advertise? The best way right now is Facebook. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of social media. So because everyone is there, and it's you're taking and the ones who aren't probably aren't your target market. Exactly. I mean, 
basically, let's be honest, it's just young children who don't have access because mm-hmm. they can't have their own devices yeah. or what have you. Or it's older people who either don't want it or don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But all the grandmas are still on Facebook because they're looking at pictures of their kids. Exactly. And that, well, that's the thing is Facebook is such a, you know, social experiment there. And it's not that, you know, you've got the engineers that are trying to draw you in, but it's also the social side of it that is making it work. It's the pressure from everybody else. And, um, you know, the, uh, I think it's the term, the FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Oh, you, I've it, heard the fear of missing out, but not it's abbreviated FOMO, like that. That's yeah, FOMO. That's, What's up for FOMO? Well, because that's what it is. That's everybody. Everything's abbreviated this these days. But that's how you make yourself cool. And exactly. Um, you know, it, on those type of things, everybody is worried about missing out. Or as it was, as I heard it described, it's well, my post didn't get enough likes, or my post didn't get this, and my post didn't get this. That's not the engineers doing it. I mean, they programmed that option but that is taking advantage of the social norms of i mean have they done studies and said you actually get like endorphin rushes mm-hmm. oh when yeah people like and comment on your mm-hmm. actual social media posts because i can remember back when i was still on social media i'm not really on anymore i haven't been on in months mm-hmm. and i mean i kind of fell away from facebook and i was still looking at instagram here and there um, but even that I just, it just got to be too much and I just, I just I just kind of fell away from it, you know. Like I'll I'll check stuff every once in a while or look for my teammates or stuff like that. But I I can't even think the last time I was on. It had to be it had to be at least two months ago. But that's also the thing is, but, you can use social media to promote something like this podcast. Well, of course, you know. So, and, and and I don't really do that, and yeah. that's that's probably one of my own issues. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not very good at marketing. I understand that, but I mean, it's kind of like I said when I started this. I mean, like kind of what you and I talked about when you were really helping me pick all my gear and get my equipment set yeah. up and kind of talking through all the technical aspects of everything. It's like, I'm doing this for me. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this to get it super popular. And so I can put a bunch of ads on there and make a bunch of money and become a yeah. professional podcaster or do whatever. Like, that's not what I'm in it for. I mean, I, I enjoy sitting down with people and having conversations to me. It's fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, like we see each other at work all the yeah. time. We just get to sit there and talk for a few minutes here and there. Yeah. Some, Decent conversations from time to time, but we never get a chance to like sit down like this, yeah, one on one, uninterrupted, without people buzzing around the office or the, fo- the phone ringing or emails coming in or doing whatever. Yeah. And it's like we actually get to have like some interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. So, like we do have good talks, but they're usually split up throughout the day yeah. in little five minute segments here and there or what have you. But I just, I just, I enjoy that. So yeah. it's kind of for me, but. But it's also the thing is is you're not trying to – you want to do it as a hobby, whereas a lot of people are doing it as a business. So how do you grow a business? I mean, you, you got to get market share essentially, exactly. right? you gotta get, you got to get out to people to be able to sell them something or create enough of a value of something mm-hmm. to be able to sell to someone else, right? That's kind of the idea of like what a lot of podcasters do with ads. Yeah. Like they're selling their platform, their eyes, so mm-hmm. to speak, or ears in this case – you know, to to advertisers saying, "Hey, I can get a uh, ten thousand people to listen to so many ads per week. How much would you pay me for that?" Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. That's how they make their money. And the the easiest way to do that is to take advantage of the social pressures of things like Facebook. Yeah. And hey, I get somebody to post this, which everybody, all their followers, you know, all their friends, and everybody that's they're associated with sees that, and then it cascades down, um, you know, one after the other until you 
you know. Have you, have you heard anything in there of like what they think it is that creates the endorphin rush and what's so exciting about that? I mean, is it just like the idea of connecting with humans because most people don't anymore because they're stuck in their phones? Yes. And well, the connection, I mean, the good part about social media and other things like that and technology is that you can be more connected, you know. I can be connected with anybody in the entire world. Yeah, but... Well, this is is the good part of it. The bad part of it is more of the... um, I'm going to kind of step back and go a little bit different on this. That's kind of what we do on the show. You know better. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, Video games are a great example of screen time. Video games are a hyper-reality of... It's a dream world, basically. Yeah. It's an artificially created light, sounds, you know, it. it's not reality. What they're trying to do is translate that into something like social media. Social media, do you see the bad posts? Do you see the struggles of people on there? I mean, most people don't put that stuff out there. They always put the best of themselves out there to make it seem like their lives are better than, they're, than they actually are. I mean, that's, that's one of the issues that I have in general with social mm-hmm. media, you know, because it's, it's just be real. Yeah. You know, like, well, stop, stop just, just putting out the great things. Like, put out some bad things, too. And It's the crafted hyper-reality of an image. It's not real. Even though, I mean, the pictures and things like that are real, but the the crafted image of what you put on there is a hyper-reality of crafted, you know... Of your uh, own self? Of, is that what you mean? Like, yeah, I mean, so it's... It's almost it's, like creating, like, a better reality for yourself? Yeah, I, well, it is. It's it's only showing... Only showing the best is saying, this is me, this is my perfect life, this is perfect, you know, see all this stuff, and all of the gritty underground that you're trying to hide, all the, the closets that you don't open are staying hidden. So, hey, this is my perfect life. And then everybody sees that and says, oh, this person has a perfect life. So it's the same as a video game. This is a perfect world. It's an artificial world that's created. Now, there are elements of real, but do you see, are there anything, you know, a video game is, how often does it crash? How often does something happen in there that's not, storyboarded out that's not crafted and and thought of and created by whoever's making it so and that's what i where i'm trying to to tie the two in because that's a, a facebook profile or a facebook timeline is just a crafted reality of whoever you're looking at okay does that make sense or? i mean I think I understand where you're where you're going with that. Uh-huh. It kind of makes sense. I'm not sure I buy into it though. I mean, I I don't know if I'm people. I mean, st- I mean, studies prove right now that even though, like you said, like we can be more connected to anyone. Mm-hmm. I think studies would show that most people are very alienated in their lives. They, they are, and they do not feel connected. Well, it's connected in in a terms of, I guess there's two types of connected. There's connected, like, a, on a personal level. Yes. But, uh, you know, connected as in I can call anywhere in the entire world with a cell phone in my pocket. So it's not that you're connected to that, that person. But it's also, you know, Facebook has done a great job of, you know, I see everybody from my high school. 
So it seems like that's everybody's yeah like friends list, right? It's pretty yeah. much like people you went to high school with. Like it's it's that. So it's one of those things <laughs> like a high school reunion. Do you need that anymore? Because you see people every day. Yeah, but I, I don't know if you really see them. I don't know if you really feel them because like we humans are obviously very social mm-hmm. creatures. We we need that. We need connections with other people. <laughs> Physical connections, yeah. like what's what's I always talk about this. Like, what's the first thing that you want to do, like when you've had like a rough day or bad times or some sad things mm-hmm. are happening in your life? Like, what's the first thing you want to do? Is like you want to hug someone. You want to you want to get as much physical contact with with an estranged human being. Obviously, it's different with a significant other, spouse, yeah. those kind of things. Obviously, like the, that kind of physical touch is different. But the, hugging is essentially like contacting as much of your body with someone else as you're normally allowed to do outside in today's society, right? So yeah. it's like that's what you want. You need that connection. It's not a handshake. It's not a high five. It's not not a little you know like pop on the wrist or whatever. Like no, like you want to you want to hug. But that's also a normal person. That's not somebody that's been. Um, statistics would prove that we're well, most mostly normal, Ryan. <laughs> normal. <laughs> that's yes. why it's normal. <laughs> normal, yes. But it's also it's it's the generation of kids that are growing up with these with the social media stuff. You know, I will say, you know, me personally, I lived out in the middle of nowhere. You know, there really wasn't a lot of people to to go give that hug to. You know. Um, but I'm, but I'm, what I'm trying to say though is just because people aren't getting it, yeah, doesn't mean that that's not what they need. No, absolutely, and and it's one of those things they turn to other things, like for, their what do you call it, like a created dream world essentially, yeah, basically. And then that's the the problem with it is because basically I turn to that instead of the human contact, and say, well, everybody else is perfect. And that starts screwing with your own head. Yeah, and that's one of the problems, obviously, of the social media thing, especially with most people putting the best of themselves and their accomplishments and everything mm-hmm. else out there, is because like we all tend to do that. Like, let's say a great example here is like um, it's a great example. Well, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to think of like how to actually word it specifically. It's like like what we as humans do is we we. We compare ourselves, all of ourselves, our faults, our foibles, our problems, our issues, yeah. everything, to to what we see in others. Yeah. No, no, not not even just social media. Just out in public in general, most mm-hmm. people put their best foot forward. They they dress good. They yeah. they act good in public, and you don't really get to know people until you kind of get them off to the side a little bit. Especially like at work. Work mm-hmm. is a great example here. Whereas the people you see at work. That's not who they really are. Yeah. They're almost playing a persona. They're almost yes. acting. And like that's that's where the fun thing of like office happy hours comes in play here. We get our wonderful social lubricant alcohol yeah. out and people get a couple of drinks in and now all of a sudden boom, like you get to see who the actual person really is. Yeah. Now obviously that's still on a small scale because mm-hmm. you need to spend lots and lots of time to really like delve out a person. But I mean, we, we obviously all do that in our everyday lives. And I think it's even worse, especially on social media, because, again, like we're, we've, we've all seen the videos, right, of the, like, especially teenage girls who were like anywhere. Like a great example, the one I can think of right now is like at a baseball game. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're eating hot dogs and they're taking a bunch of pictures and, and they're trying to look super cute and they're fixing their hair and they're taking a gajillion pictures to just get one good one. And, and it's like, what are you doing? Like what is going on here? This isn't even real because, but they're putting it out there. Like, oh, we're just eating at the park, and this is amazing, and the ball game's awesome, and 
And it's like, you know, we're all comparing our, you know, our, when we wake up in the morning, we look in the mirror and our hair is all disheveled and then we, we got shit and crusties in our eyes and we're half awake and we, we compare that person, yeah. you know, to the person who took like a gajillion pictures to get like one good one. But it's also the thing that when you look around, how many people are on their phones? Oh, everyone. Everyone. So are they I mean, really? it's you. It's almost like you're a psychopath if you're not in your phone. Yeah. Like I specifically do this at my doctor's office, right? Because I mean, you're waiting for what, 15, 20 minutes or so on average, normally. If you're lucky. I mean, I mean, I go to chiropractor. So <laughs> it's a little different than your traditional doctor because I mean, the patients go through pretty quick. You go yeah. back, you get adjusted, you get your therapies, you, you get moving on your day. It's no big deal. But so you get there, you sign in, you wait for the people to open up a room or what have you. You're sitting there waiting a little bit. Everyone, everyone, even like the little kids. Or on a phone, a screen, mm-hmm. a tablet, something, and I refuse to do it. Then I almost do it just to make everyone else uncomfortable. So I make sure I put my phone in my pocket. And you stare at people. And right? I, I just look around. Or I look straight ahead, or I think, or look out the window, or do whatever. And I just, I just make sure that I'm not on my phone. Because everyone yeah. is on their phone. But you think about it this way, that the human contact that you were talking about is no longer existing because they are on their phone. No, that's true. Because normally you could sit there and have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's your day going? Or I like your shoes. Or whatever. You could just start a conversation. Anyway, it's, it's mm-hmm. simple. But everybody else is just busy on the phone. Busy on their phone. I'm busy. Because it's their world. And they can, you know, there's there's always times when you don't want to talk to somebody. So what do you do? You pull out your phone. I I can't think of a time when I actually do that to avoid someone. Well, it's it's not. I mean, there's times to to be busy. And it's it's nice. Like a great example is like, I know you have a lot of um, books on your phone. Yeah. You know, so if you're sitting in a doctor's office and you're sitting there for 20 minutes, so instead of wasting time yeah. scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is you're looking mm-hmm. at, any kind of social media site, you could like, boom, like pop open a book, start reading a little and bit. That's what, what's great about that. And what's that. nice is like when you come right back to it, it's right there. It's mm-hmm. not like you don't have to have the physical book with you. You don't have to have like your, your page mark or anything because it's going to remember all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, and the, and if you're used to that, because I know a lot of people do not like that. They like the physical books. I mean, that's how I am. I, f- I like a physical book. But in the in the way you're talking, that's a great use of the time. And that's oh, yeah. It's one of the things like that's how to make technology work for you. Exactly. Whereas I think most people normally make technology work against them. Mm-hmm. They're just using it to waste their lives. Exactly. And that's that's part of this whole entire thing where if they if the engineers engineer something to attract your attention – yeah, it's very easy to scroll through Facebook. It's a little bit harder to sit there and read, but it's one of those things if you, you know, I like that. I found that, you know, I have 20, 30 books on my on my phone. So I'm always going to have something that I can read on there. If I'm waiting for something, I'm waiting in line or something like that, I can just flip it open, read a couple pages, you know, and in terms of screen time and in terms of the technology in that respect, it's a great thing to have. Yeah. But I'm not so sure that that would fall into what I would call screen time because like that, like you're reading, Mm -hmm. but instead of reading a book, you're just, you're reading it on your screen. Like Mm -hmm. you're still reading a book. You're you're still doing the same thing you'd be doing if you were holding a book Mm -hmm. because it's not like you're just wasting time. Whereas that's kind of what I think of when you're doing the screen time. It is, but people, you're also still staring are, at a light. Well, that's that's a good point too. So it, it's it's one of those things that it, there is good screen time, there's bad screen time. 
Okay. No, that I guess that's a better way to break it down because you're right. It is still screen. It time, is still screen time. However, you look at it. It it really is still screen time, and and the one thing that I've heard it described once is you know watching TV, you are staring at a light. It's like kind of turning on a you know one of your you know bulbs at home and staring at it. That's all you're doing when you're watching TV. That's all you're doing when you're watching your phone. Yeah, you're staring at a light. So we aren't designed to do that. I mean, there's lots of studies that say that's actually really bad for us, right? Exactly. So in terms of screen time, yes, that is technically a bad thing. But how many people, you know, I do it eight hours a day. I stare at a computer because that's what my job is. You know, there's, I do almost all my work on a computer. Yeah. So that's staring at a light. Now, I mean, things are getting better and, and, you know, blue light reduction, things like that are getting much better to, to make it better for your eyes. Because everyone says the blue light is the bad light. Yes. Right. I mean, they talk about that with like old television. So you could mm-hmm. be driving down the street and you'd see the somebody with the TV on because you see all blue hue yep. like coming out their living room window or mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, a lot of people say that that's like the bad light. I mean, do you know any, anything about that of why it's like worse than anything else or? Not really. You know, it, it's, it's again, it's that harsh artificial light to my understanding that's what that's what's the blue light is okay um i know that is it more like a general catch-all phrase kind of thing no or is it, it like it's, a technical it's a spectrum okay it's, it's the blue spectrum okay. of light because what happens is i know that will mess with your sleeping patterns and things like that um humans aren't meant to have that light all day long no i mean we're not meant to really have that light at all i mean it's it's a very short mm-hmm. time in our history that we've actually had that because look look how the amish live mm-hmm. like like they get up when the light is up you know and then they go to bed when it gets dark and they have lanterns around the house yes but they don't have electricity they don't have televisions or screens or anything like that which to me is hilarious because i see them around town a lot because they live like around me and they all have iPhones. Like this is weird. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, wait, wait. You can't live without one. How do you have an iPhone? Like you're Amish. You're supposed to ride around in horse and buggies and make your own butter and no. clothes and those kind of things. Like why do you have an iPhone? What's going on here? Because it, 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 again, it's it's that everything is revolving around those things now. That that uh, the social the you know the world is revolving around that stuff these days. And it's a very hard thing to to escape. Yeah, because you you almost have to do it on purpose. And you even, do, and even then, it's almost impossible to get away from. Because like, yeah. I, I'm a person who I got a smartphone probably at this point three, maybe four years ago, and that was it. You know, and I, and I got it just because at, at the gym that I'm that I'm at still currently, I was helping a coach answer emails and. And doing certain things with uh, Facebook and taking videos and doing that kind of stuff. And the old flip phone wasn't exactly working no. well for that. So I upgraded. I got an iPhone. Or not an iPhone. I got a uh, smartphone. Yeah. And uh, I was too cheap to buy an iPhone. So I bought an Android, right? And uh, I mean, it's it's been nice. You know, and I'll be honest. Like, And I, and I try to use it as a tool. But mm-hmm. like you always make fun of me. I, I use like 2% of its actual capabilities because like I call people. I text. I, yeah. I use the calendar. You know, I use a Google Maps. That's super mm-hmm. handy, you know. And I've got like a handful of apps, you know. And, you finally got on a podcast on yeah your, you know, on your phone. I mean, I was I was always only ever streaming them like on a computer mm-hmm. at work, essentially, uh, as like kind of background noise. And 
And then I finally, what was it? Maybe six months ago, maybe mm-hmm. I finally broke down and started downloading podcasts like on my phone, and and now I'm listening to podcasts in the car all the yeah. time, and like uh, it's been kind of nice for for that aspect of it because there's mm-hmm. a lot of times where I'll end up to to lunch or dinner or whatever by mm-hmm. myself, and I'm sitting there with nothing to do, and I'm trying not to scroll through social media. I'm trying to yeah. stay off all that stuff now because I was a little bit too addicted to it about a year ago, and um. And now I can sit there, put headphones in, and I can listen to a podcast. I'm exactly. there by myself. And that's the same thing. There are a lot of good things with technology, like the the Kindle. You can read a book. Yeah. You can read. Uh, there's newspaper apps on there. You know, I can get the local newspaper through an app and scroll through my local city newspaper for what's going on. And that's the only newspaper I read, but I don't even read the di- the, the actual physical copy of it. I just read the digital version. Yeah. And it's nice because it it tells what's going on in the city. It tells what's yeah. going on. There's little festivals around, coming up yeah. or events or what have it, you. It talks about, you know, local crime, which is mostly just people stealing stuff out of people's cars. And But it's still, it's one of those things that it talks about stuff that's relative to me. But it's still not the digital. Or it's still, it's, it's a digital copy. Yeah. So it's one of those things. There are very there are positive things that are that are on those devices that are very beneficial for you, and it. But it still is screen time because you're still staring at that light. Yeah. And now, if you remove that all the way or you remove that completely, how do you interact with people? I mean, realistically, nowadays it'd be very difficult. Yeah. Because you'd be stuck to who you see at work. Yeah. Or people on your path to, to to work. Maybe if you stop and get a coffee or maybe restaurants mm-hmm. you frequent or stores that you go to locally. But nowadays, what do most people do? They go to Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And, and they order stuff there. I mean, I mean, like I can think of most things that I buy now, if it's not food, mm-hmm. it's pretty much bought on Amazon. Yeah. And that's um, – actually, my wife is just telling me uh, one of the local malls, um, they just had an article on it and said – they were in an argument with the utility company that said, yes, we paid our bills. And then the utility company said, came back and said, yes, but it wasn't enough to keep the lights on because they're not doing any business anymore. So Amazon is killing all the malls, all the physical stores, and it's because it's easier. Yeah, I think you're seeing that more and more. Like uh, this morning, I went and uh, met some of my friends, and we did some uh, batting practice because it's, it's spring and softball season's around the corner, and I'm an old man, and I haven't really played in a while. And I was like, I need some practice. Yeah. So I wanted to get out there and get some swings in because we'll have our first game at the office, actually, on Thursday. And it's like, I'd like to get out before that. That would be great. Mm-hmm. So I got a hold of some of my friends, and we went out, and we hit with some softballs, and it was good. And I was, and I was driving, and a car behind me was a U.S. Postal Service yeah. uh, van i guess you would call it it's yeah. kind of a truck technically but it looks more like a like a service van it's, mm-hmm. it's small and I, I see the lady back in there and she's not wearing her her garb outfit or whatever she's just like in a tank top yeah and i don't think that they technically work on sundays they deliver packages now that's the thing though is they deliver because packages because i see in my yeah. rearview mirror i see the little basket that's like the the big like white cardboard yep. um bushel kind of looking basket that they have all i can see is amazon prime packages yeah. there's no letters there's none of that stuff no it's just package 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 well package, and package. that's that's what's keeping the post office alive is amazon because if it's because of the distribution centers yeah they can now get things over the post office in one day and 
two days and you now have two day shipping through the post office and you're keeping the post office alive. Yeah. Cause I can remember a bunch of times where I would order something and it said, cause I, I don't have prime. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually just wait till I can have enough to order. I like, can get free shipping cause I'm cheap. Let's be honest. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm going to use this stuff anyway. So sometimes I'll just order two of certain things if I need to bump up the price to get my free shipping or what have you. And it'll be like, okay, it's going to be there between, you know, Thursday and Monday or whatever yeah. it is. And I'll get like a little notification like, oh, it's out for delivery. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I'll, like, I'll check for it on Saturday and you don't, you don't have it. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'd like to have that for next week for, mm-hmm. for work. And because I'm going to leave before I'm going to get my normal mail delivery. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, like Sunday morning, like I got a package on my, my doorstep. Like, this didn't never used to happen. It's kind of different. Yeah. But but I think I think you're right, though. But I think that they only, like, send out certain, like, I would imagine amount of people. Probably not all their yeah. no, people out for delivery. No, they don't. And it's probably just packages. It is. It's just packages. And, that's, and even with that is the social aspects of going to the mall. Yeah. Growing up, that's what. I know the people around me used to do. That's what we used to do too. We used to we used to go to Walmart and hang out as yeah. kids in high school, walk around because there was no, live in a small college town. Yeah. There's nothing else to really do, and like or we would drive, you know, for from around here like 40 minutes to like Canton or mm-hmm. maybe up to Strongsville or over to to Mansfield or what have you, and go to the mall. Yeah, and we'd walk around. And you'd see people and you'd hang out in the food mm-hmm. court. You might go watch a movie or something. You you just kind of hang out, and be around people. Yeah. And but, now when you don't have to do that. What do you do? <laughs> and you have a cell phone already, and yeah, so you go I mean, on to Facebook. I, I wonder if, um, like, social clubs and stuff are up nowadays. I wonder if they're up because people aren't getting enough, like, human contact in their normal lives because of Amazon and our phones Possibly. and our computers and that kind of stuff. I wonder if those kind of things are up. I do know that... Not necessarily physical social clubs are up, but actually digital social clubs are up. Um, more of closed communities, even through Facebook, that share more real, you know, the, the no, social no. clubs are not, hey, this is my life that's perfect. Explain it's, some of those to people who may not understand about a lot of those. I think I know what you're talking about a mm-hmm. little bit. Well, let's kind of delve in a little bit deeper for people who may not know about some of those. Well, let's see. I, I know um, they're not going to be open to anybody. You know, usually it's just specific people. Um, you know, uh, my wife is in, has a whole bunch of, of uh, groups that she's in. Uh, sometimes support groups, sometimes common interest groups. Uh, the one that she had me uh, sign up for recently is called Remarkably Average Parents. and it's it's actually really hilarious because some of the posts are probably a very fitting name that's great yeah and 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 it's some of the the posts are just you know relating to the chaos of having kids or you know whatever especially kids your age they're like toddlers running around yeah and that's you know you'll see posts on that that say you know my toddler just did this or whatever and you know sometimes it's it but it's also questions of you know, my toddler is doing this or, you know, we're having this problem. Does anybody know what's going on? And that's a level of vulnerability and, you know, uh, connection that on the standard Facebook is not there because that's not that's saying, hey, I don't have everything together. It's saying everybody here is is in this group for a reason to say, hey, 
we're not perfect. Yeah, but also a lot of those groups are closed, if yes. I understand correctly. So not everyone can no. join. You no. almost have to be invited and approved you do. to be in there. And then anybody can kick you out of that if – or the administrators, I guess. Yes. Not, probably not anyone. No, it's, can, it's the administrators. Can and kick you out of that. Yes. So, so again, it, it's very different than your actual normal feed. Yes. Where that's set up, obviously, you can have it so you, know, you can see it publicly or just your friends or your friends' friends and all that. There's all those different kind of settings, and you'll, obviously. you'll see a major difference between the two. Yeah, whereas, whereas these are, like you said, they can be very like specific kind of niche groups where, where people who are in there are all going to have the same common interest or hobby or whatever. It's, it's usually, for. yeah, it's usually based around a certain premise or something that ties the entire group together. But it's a lot of people saying, hey, I don't have this whole thing together. You know, my kid is throwing a tantrum right now and I can't get to stop. You know, my kid's not sleeping and he's, you know, whatever. So what do I do? You know? I don't have all this together. I don't have this perfect life that you see on the regular yeah. public feeds. Which is what they're normally going to post, you know, pictures in the of the family, everybody's smiling and put together and everything's fine. And that's the normal chaos of our yep. actual everyday lives. And that's the thing is those groups are much more what I would call communication and connection with people. No, it's definitely can, true. Yeah. You can now use that technology. And they're obviously a lot more intimate. Oh, Yes. And and you can use that to really connect with people, and uh, they, you know, there's chats and things like that 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 are even deeper and more personal in those that you can talk to individual people within that group, and say, you know, this is what's going on, and actually have a an almost, you know, human interaction with those people just through a device. So, but that's also the fine line: is that screen time, or is that connection and interaction? And this is this is where it's. I mean, it's it's certainly screen time in your definition of things. Is you're looking yeah. at a screen to read these things. That that is yeah. what it is, you know. But you're right though. I mean, people do get a lot of good benefit out of those. And this is this is where that this technology is connecting all of us in a different way. There's a lot of people, you know, you're connecting to people further away than you could ever reach within your own community, you know, oceans away, you know. You can connect with people in other countries. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it certainly doesn't replace what we need as humans and the mm -hmm. actual, you know, connections with human beings, like on a physical level. It's one of the reasons why I decided, like, not to do um, phone call or Skype interviews for the podcast. Yeah. It's like, I want to sit down in a mm -hmm. room. Like, I want to look at somebody. I want to feed off of their energy. I want to sit down and have a great conversation because I think it's going to be a lot better. There's a lot of times I've listened to podcasts. Where the person is calling in through Skype or they're mm -hmm. just on a – maybe it's just a conference call and there's no video or what have you. And they're just talking back and forth and you're like, it always sounds a little bit flatter. Yeah. Like it's just, just not as good. you know. So it's like it's always a better connection in person. So, mm -hmm. But it, it makes a good point that you can reach out further than your normal community. Yeah. And a lot of these kind of social groups online – you can get a lot of good benefit from that, mm -hmm. but I still just don't think it replaces but it's what, also, what people need in yeah. their life. And I think a lot of people are trying to, unfortunately. They are. And that's there is a level of that that, you know, you do need that inner circle. But it's also, you know, like I said, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So how many people in the middle of nowhere like the same things I do? So how do probably you... very few, obviously. Exactly. If any. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of people growing up. You know, and I spent a lot of time inside and a lot of time on screens. 
that's also before the internet. You know, I remember when the internet came into the house at first, and it was how old were you? Oh, grade wise, maybe. I'm trying to think. It was. I know it was before middle school. Okay. So I think we got. I think it was around elementary school, around sixth grade or something like that. Because so I can't whatever. think specifically. I don't remember if I had the ability to look things up at home in high school or not. I might have been able to, but I mm-hmm. just don't remember. I'm pretty sure we didn't in junior high. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to get on the computer, I had to do it there in the library or what have yeah. you. But it still wasn't even super prevalent, I don't think, until high school or really college for me yeah. is when you kind of needed to be online. Yeah. But high school, it was it was kind of nice because, you know, I didn't really read much. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really kind of understood the um, importance of it yet. So yeah. I wasn't really a reader. So if we had stuff uh, due for class, I would just have to go to cliffnotes.com and, and, and read about what's going on and kind of fake yeah. my way through things. No, I, 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 just, I remember doing that like in the computer labs yeah. in, in high school. I don't remember doing that at home. But to be fair, <laughs> I don't remember doing a lot of homework at home in high school. Well, yeah. I was kind of the, if it didn't get done in class or in study hall, it wasn't going to get done. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, that was, I, I didn't put a lot of effort in, but, you know, I still did homework. Um, no, I remember going into I, the computer labs at school and classes, and I would be the most proficient typer because I had actually had a computer at home, and I could, you know, type faster than everybody else. I would, there's another guy and I would race to see who could get it done fastest. Did you have typing classes? Yeah. I can remember in junior high having a typing mm-hmm. class. Yeah. And, and I think I passed because I got out of junior high, so I'm assuming <laughs> I did. But I, I don't remember like really being able to type too well. I was so bored in that class because we would sit there and the, the two of us would just race to see who could hit the print, who could finish it and hit the print button first. And the printer would, you know, spit out the first document and whoever got the first document sprint, printed out would win. <laughs> And we were so far ahead of anything that anybody else in that class would, or anything else in the tiny little school would, would do. Yeah. But you know, it, it's, you know, my dad was, was an IT even even then. So it was. So did you grow up with gadgets and stuff laying oh, around yeah. the house and things broken apart and learn how to build computers and towers and not and all that kind of stuff? No, my dad doing more software. Software. Thing? He okay. was he was a database administrator. So. Um, it was almost 100% software. Okay. Um, but the computers and things like that. So did you get like the big talks of this is where we're headed and this is where we are now, but in 20 years we're going to be there. And we, I spent a lot of time, and this is part of the screen time thing is most of the time that I spent with my dad was in front of the TV. Okay. And so we would watch stuff on where we're going and things like that. And here's the next, you know, step and, you know here's this new new thing or this thing and you know you look at it now and it stuff's old you know yeah but at that time it was this is where we're headed and uh i you know that's just that's the way i grew up is sitting there with my dad in front of the tv you know a lot of screen time <laughs> lots and lots of screen time and then video games came into play and so it's just you know not only having a, a parent in IT, but, you know, and so bringing all that stuff into the house because I could get a hold of that stuff now, but it's also just living in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. you know, what else do you do? Watch yeah. TV and play video games. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's take a real quick break and fill up our beer glasses again, <laughs> and we will come back and get into more of that. So, so hold on a second. We'll be right back. And with the magic of technology, we're back. <laughs> Realistically, we just took about what, three to five minutes, maybe, and poured some new beers, and here we are back at it. But uh, you had talked about a lot of a lot of growing up and having too much screen time. Oh yeah. Now, now what what did that mean for you compared to like whereas myself, like I spent a lot of time outside mm-hmm. in the woods, uh, riding my bike, doing that kind of stuff. And if and if we all got together as the the neighborhood, because there was probably. Six of us kids that were within yeah. probably six years or so. So when you're growing up, it's plenty, plenty of a small enough range that we all played and had fun yeah. and did did all the kind of normal stuff like our kids do. Um, I mean, it's a small little, uh, not really a community so much, but it's just a mm-hmm. small little gathering of houses because yeah. we were mostly surrounded by like cornfields and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was there was enough houses there. They have enough kids that we were always outside playing yeah. and doing stuff. So. There'd be only a handful of times where maybe it was raining or yeah. sn- or snowing or too cold to be outside, even if it was snowing. A lot of times we were still outside anyway. Yeah. Um, we'd be inside playing video games all day or dicking around. I don't mm-hmm. think we ever really watched movies or TV together. We were always kind of playing either yeah. video games or doing something like that. I mean, so, so what did that mean for you to have like too much screen time growing up? A lot of things. And to give you an idea of what it, uh, where, where I grew up, so my mom would, uh, buy candy for halloween every year and uh we had one trick-or-treater in five years <laughs> but she was still holding on that she a bunch of kids were going to show hold up on every year every year she would buy a little thing of candy now did, now did she come from like more of like the suburbs she the did. city maybe so yeah. she was kind of used to she, that she grew up in a development okay and i remember going when i was a kid to this development of my grandparents and Literally, you would go with uh, pillowcases and fill pillowcases up with candy. <laughs> and that was only half the development. Because then you could go back and get a second pillowcase and go with the rest of the development. And literally, we, we have pictures of spreading candy out on a table. And it's literally <laughs> filling an entire table. <laughs> but yeah, where I grew up is literally one in five years. Um, and so it's not like... You know, I, I I had an hour bus ride from school, so school would let out, you know, three thirty. It'd be four thirty before I got home. I was a probably the last person on, the first person. I was the, the first person on, last person off. Kind I of believe thing. I was the second person yeah. on and the second to last person yeah. off, and so it was in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so when you got home, it was dinner and what else do you do? There's really well, if you're a, a good child, chances are you're going to do your chores around the house. Uh, no. You're going to help your parents, and you're going to do your homework, yeah. and you're going to read and go to bed. Yeah, that's not how that happened. Yeah, I played with my friends and watched TV, <laughs> watched way too much Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazard, yeah. and all that kind of shows you don't want to watch anymore because they're offensive or of whatever. Course. And we had satellite, so <laughs> we had to. You giant, probably had to something all yeah. over. Well, that's the thing. It's, we had a giant satellite dish, and so I could watch tons of t- tons of channels and things like that. So what do you do? You get home, you drop your bag. Yeah, you probably do some homework if you're swamped, but usually it's you know you sit down and watch some TV before dinner, and then dinner, and it's usually. Uh, not much talking or it's, you know, 
the girls talking and that's about it. I mean, I hate to say it, but I I really wish that people would sit down more as a family and have good conversations. Like that's something that I've done a lot with my daughter, but unfortunately, since she lives with her mom, I don't get to see her very much, especially now that they live out of state. And it's like, I don't get to see her much at all. Come a couple times a year, realistically. But, like, we always enjoy, like, sitting down and having conversations. Like, mm-hmm. that's always kind of, like, been a big thing for us is we like to sit down and have those. Obviously, that's only happened, you know, the last handful of years. The yeah. first couple of years were pretty tough. But about seven, you know, like, age seven is, like, when she got to be, like, a lot of fun. And, and like, we just – we had some great conversations. And yeah. now it's, like, it's one thing that I always look forward to is, like, when she's going to come up because we're going to sit down. We have some great conversations. And we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think that – you know, parents need to do that a lot more with their kids to draw them out, not yeah. just talk about, oh, how was your day? Because the kids just, they're, they're, they don't care. No. They don't want to talk about school. They don't want to talk about the problems they're having. They don't want to talk about any of that stuff. So it's like you almost have to talk about other things yeah. to get them going. Oh, yeah. To where they're eventually capable of talking about those kind of things and, in, in general. And when your parents don't do that, yeah, it's silent. Yeah. I mean,. I wasn't going to talk about anything. I mean, I can remember going over to the in-laws' house, you know, when I was, you know, we were still first married with my ex-wife, and and we would spend a lot of time over there, and we would always have family dinner, and we'd sit down, and there was no TV on, nobody's allowed on their cell phones. Of course, I didn't have really a cell phone back then. You know, I didn't really get one until college. Yeah. And uh, it was just, everything was put away, and we were just going to talk, and we would sit there for two hours. Yeah. And have conversations. The kids would eat and mm-hmm. kind of go off in their merry way. But but they would always pull them into the conversations yeah. to make sure that they were at least talking a little bit while they were there. And then once they were done with their food, they could maybe had some dessert or something. And then, boom, they're off playing and doing whatever. And I mean, my daughter was super young at that point. So mm-hmm. she was probably still in a you know portable crib or taking a nap or doing whatever. Yeah. So that was no big deal. But, like, but they always like sat down and had dinner. Yeah, and I, and I love the fact that they made people turn the TV off, mm-hmm. put the screens away, and we're going to have a conversation. And and how they got out a lot of the good conversation was again talking about other things, yeah. and that would lead into what's going on with their kids. I mean, what is it like? You always see on t- uh, TV shows, right? It's like, oh, how was your day? Like, it was okay. Like, what'd you do? Stuff. You know, especially boys, they don't care. Yeah. No, I especially about school. I didn't care, and that's that was kind of our dinner table. Yeah, we had dinner every night. As, as like a family, everyone sat as down. As a family. Now, do you have any siblings? I have one sister. Okay, older, younger, younger. Okay, and so it was four of us at dinner every night. But it was you eat and you're done. Yeah, and you just kind of go off in your own little way, yeah. and most likely, um, dad's going to turn on the TV. Yeah. Mom's going to probably do some work around the house because she's got to get some stuff done, mm-hmm. or she might. Like, uh, my mom used to, like, crochet a lot. Yeah. So she would sit and, like, with dad while he was watching mm-hmm. TV, and she'd be crocheting or yeah. doing whatever. And she's kind of paying attention, but no one's talking. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of doing their no. own little thing. You know, dad's plugged in the TV. And I'm, granted, I get it. I mean, he's been working all day. He's tired. Right. He's stressed out. Like, he's unwinding and mm-hmm. wants to get ready for bed. That's what he's doing. And I get it. I think it's a generational thing, too. You know, it, it's... No, that's a good point. It is a generational thing because, you know, a lot of those... The older generations were, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to come home, I'm going to relax, I'm going to unwind. And that's, I know what I learned of that, it's, this is the unwind time. This is, you know, we're not going to talk to unwind. We're not going to 
talk about the day. We're not going to talk about what's going on. We're not going to talk about good, bad, ugly, you know, anything like that. We're just going to sit there and find something to watch. And in my case, it was, you know, technology-based. It was home improvements. It was, you know, kind of whatever dad kind of turned on. A home Improvement show? Oh, yes. That was a great show. I missed that show. Well, well, Home Improvement, but it's also Bob Vila. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, we were really hardcore you know, Home Improvement when you're watching Bob Vila. I mean, Home Improvement's pretty funny, but Bob we Vila did. is like, I don't know. Like, how many times can you watch? Like, this is how you paint a stairwell. Like, what? Every weekend. <laughs> I would sit with my dad and watch Home Improvement shows. And it's not just Bob Vila, because there's also... Other ones. Oh, there's too. a bunch. But yes. You watched any Red Green? Red Green. Red Green. No, I didn't. I believe that was a gentleman's name. I assume it's a caricature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he used to have like some sort of like a home improvement kind oh. of show. And he had like suspenders and an old guy. And I remember hearing people talk about it, but I never, I never, I don't think I've ever even seen it. More than likely I watched it. Chances are. But you know, <laughs> it was, it, yeah, I watched every home improvement show and that's. As a kid, so okay. how scarring is that? Uh, there's worse things to watch. Let's be real honest here. But like how to take care of your household and put value into your home and family. Nothing so wrong with that. Yeah, the problem was that the houses that they renovate are multi-million dollar houses. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, no. it's kind of like watching those shows where, like, my mom like really likes those. Like, where uh, a young couple hires the realtor and they go around looking at a bunch of these different homes and they're going to buy it and then fix it up to make it perfect for them yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And, oh, our budget's only $500,000. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> around where I live, like, you can buy a lot of house for a that. A lot of house. You go into, no, granted, you go into, like, some big city. I, I Granted, that gets you, like, a one-bedroom house. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But, but damn, like, <laughs> where I'm from, like, you can buy a lot of house for that. Yeah. Just slightly, but no, it's it's one of those things that even even those levels of, of screen time or you know a uh, a different reality you're you're seeing you know the uh, TV that's this kind of perfect reality of hey huge house that we're renovating to make it look perfect and oh yeah it only costs however much to do the handmade, you know, banisters or, you know, whatever they're actually putting in the house. Okay. Is that really realistic? I mean, for most people, <laughs> absolutely not. No. But they do sell houses like that. So yes. it's a it's someone's reality. And I keep wondering what is like what it is that those people do that's so different than me because I feel like a lot of times I can barely keep my head above water and I was like, I've got what society would call like a great job and make mm -hmm. good money, and I, I don't, I'm not very uh, what, frivolous with my money. I'm, I tend to be very frugal or uh, cheap, as some people <laughs> would say. A tight wad, I think, is probably a little bit more accurate. You <laughs> know, uh, it's like when I do all those kind of things too. So it's like, <sighs> but you're not going into debt beyond. Well, no, know. but I mean, but how are these people having like these crazy houses and all these fancy cars and clothes and this and that, like? What are they doing that's so different than what I'm doing? It's like, do they just make like seven times more than I do to have a house at that expensive? Or what's going on here? No, I mean, they have seven times the debt that you have. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Fair enough. 
Because, I mean, you know, how do you drive a car? And, you know, how do you drive the the nice cars? You just put it in debt. Everything is debt these days. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. For the perfect reality. Most people stay broke because of what they do with cars. Yeah. I remember hearing that on an audio years ago. And it changed the way that I think about vehicles. Because, I mean, I look at a lot of cars, especially now. It's starting to get nice. Winter's like kind of, like we're, we're past. Like we're, we're around the corner. We might still have some crappy, snowy, maybe even blowing days for, uh, here. But that's all right. It's going to happen. Let's now, hope not. It's Ohio. It's going to happen. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But it's not going to stay. It's not going to be normal. And now yeah. you're seeing like the nice cars come oh, yeah. out and this and that. And it's like some of those, like, those are really nice. I like those. That, that's pretty sweet. But I, I look at it like... But it's impractical. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I just drive to work and I drive to the gym and I drive to the store or go meet friends or do whatever. So, so I just need transportation. I don't need anything super fancy. But you're but also I- not trying to prove a point. You're not trying to show your status in society. Do you think that's what people do with their cars? Oh, it's absolutely. more about the status than it is just having a nice, reliable car they've been lied to. I think it's like a lot of like the the marketing. It's just you need this fancy new car. You can't have an old mm-hmm. car that you take care of and have to take the mechanic to get things fixed on. No, you need a brand new car that's have no problems. Then you trade it in before you have any issues and get another lease on a brand new car. That's part of it. I thought it was more like marketing like that than it was people like doing like actual like status symbol, you know, dick measuring things that they do with like their big trucks or their horsepower and their. Well, what's the number one selling car? Uh, Ford F one fifty, I think, in the U.S. Then what is that measuring? I mean, it's a it's a minivan, so I don't know. I mean, it's not even really a truck. I mean, it's just it's, exactly it's an open back minivan. Is all it is. It's status. You have a truck, but it's but it's not even that nice of a. I mean, they look, they look okay. I did see a Raptor the other day. It yeah. looked really nice. I'll be honest, like it looked sweet. Yeah, but you know, you but, know that's a, a truck with a sports car engine in it. Yeah, that's like a $80,000 truck right there. Like, holy shit. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't that nice. Yeah. But, I mean, what is it that's so fancy that it's like super crazy about status with a truck? I mean, I get like well, a, that's, a Mercedes or a Porsche or something like that. But. A truck versus a Honda Civic. What has status? Have you seen those new Honda Civics? Yeah, but still. They are nice. But still, you are not riding in a truck. You can't, you know, it's not this giant thing going down the freeway, you know, or the giant thing that you have to take up six parking spaces. You think it's literally like the size of the vehicle? yeah. That's the importance here? Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah. Because most people nowadays are buying all SUVs, and it seems like a lot exactly. of people are getting away from even making sedans or, or cars or coupes mm-hmm. or anything because everyone wants these little crossovers or the mm-hmm. SUVs or the small um, – Well, that's the thing is, is it, uh, a SUV versus a minivan. Well, yeah, but I mean it's like – I think those are even like more selling now than any other vehicle. Like your SUVs, but what's mm-hmm. what's the what's the one that's like between like the car and an SUV? There's CUVs. Is it, is, well, yeah, is, is it called like a crossover? I thought it was called something different. Is it like Cross- a third one that I'm thinking of? Well, there's crossover utility vehicles. There's well, also they're, they're, those are still kind of SUVs. Yeah, though, right. Well, I mean, the the difference it, it doesn't matter. I mean, who SUVs cares, are have a it's a body on frame. I know a lot of people like those just mm-hmm. because they're bigger and they feel safer. Yes. 
now. Uh, so may- maybe that's the thing, or is that just like the bullshit marketing game where they're selling people different stuff they don't need? It's mo. It's kind of a combination of those two, because you know the CUVs are the unibody. So basically, a CUV is a sedan that's a little bit bigger, maybe jacked up a little bit. Okay. So they don't have a frame underneath them. The SUVs have a frame underneath them, so they're more like a truck. So they're bigger. They're, oh, okay. You sit higher. Well, you that makes s- sense, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that in terms of a status symbol and things like that, you do, you know, they're going to have more space. They're going to have more. They'll, they'll throw more gizmos and gadgets in there. They're going to have, you know, they're going to be bigger, you know, bigger engines, things like that. Um, but that's kind of the difference between those. That makes sense. Yes, I I'm, do have a CUV. I, I've got the, you know. Yeah, you got the base model and a stick shift. So. I do. <laughs> There's no status symbol going on here. Let's be real honest here. You got it because you like them. They're easy to work on and they drive forever because you've got a Subaru. Yes, and I'm going to roll over 200000 on it. So I'm getting and, pretty close on the Honda. Let's yeah. be real honest here. I, I think I'm within I, like 10,000 miles. I just checked and I think I'm at 90, 195. Oh, you're going to beat me. I am. <laughs> Darn it. But yes, no, I, I, I'm not the typical person to to get one of those. I didn't go all out on that, and you know, I I did it because it's reliable and and what it was, and I needed the space, you know. There's there's enough space in there for, you know, kids and hauling stuff, but I didn't go overboard with the SUV, which is excessive amount of space and excessive amount of everything. Yeah. Excessive everything, and that and that I, you see the difference with the status symbol. An SUV is excessive of everything. You could have gotten a minivan, which is not excessive of everything. It's just a, you know, shell of a car with a bunch of seats in it. Yeah, for hauling kids. That's exactly kind of what it's designed for. And so it's a status symbol of what it is. That's an excellent point. I'm not sure we got pulled down that little sidetrack, but <laughs> let's get back on topic here. So when you, when you're you were growing up, so you were still playing lots of video games and stuff. I did. And then, like, that was probably most of your screen time, right? Not so much like watching home improvement shows with no. your dad or doing I, that kind of I stuff. I played but, tons of video games. But plenty plenty of TV. Good. Now, uh, what were the video games that you grew up with? Were they like Ooh. computer games? Or uh, were they like console games? Or I started with computer games. Okay. Uh, I know when I was very young, the, uh, the story my mom likes to tell is she dropped me off at the the closest person for, uh, you know, cause I w- didn't want me staying home the, the one day. And, uh, I found that they had doom on the computer. It was, was, was floppy disks. Uh, was there like, other kids at the house there? Oh, yeah. or? Okay. There was other kids. There was a kid my age and uh, a couple older kids. And I believe they were playing outside and I was inside playing doom. When she <laughs> picked me up, it was, where's Ryan? Because she, she probably gets there, and the kids are playing outside. They are playing outside. Who, who knows what they're doing? Tag or baseball yeah. or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, it's like a gazillion different things you can do. And Like, hey, where's my kid? He's inside playing Doom. <laughs> it's like, great. That's that's a great start. And now How old were you then? Oh, I'm trying to think of. I don't even know. I couldn't have been a teenager yet. It was. It had to be about that. Um, you know, I had, I was pretty young cause they didn't want me staying home by myself. Yeah. So younger than 
not even not even on my teens yet. Okay. So, but yeah, I was sitting there playing with it. I was fascinated by that stuff, and you know, it started with that, and then you know, my parents were okay. We'll get you whatever you want for Christmas. So it was okay. I think I think I had an Atari, and I think I had a Nintendo. Started with that kind of stuff, and and worked my way through through all the gaming systems, and you know. It was, you go home, you play video games. Eat dinner, play video games. It's so it's pretty much what you filled up most of your time with oh, yeah. when you weren't at school oh, yeah. or having dinner with the family or doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It's pretty much like if you had free time, like, boom, like we're playing video games. Let's I do this thing. got very good. And that was probably before the time where you would stream online. There was no whereas, yeah. Whereas the video games nowadays are very different than the video games oh, yeah. like you and I grew up with. Now, granted... I played more Mario than anything, mm-hmm. and I'm horrible at Mario. Let's be real honest. But all the kids, like when I got to college, they were all really into video games. Oh yeah. Whereas I spent most of my time playing sports and being mm-hmm. outside or hanging out with friends or doing that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't really play much. Yeah. And they were all really good at um, Halo. Oh yeah. It was the big game at the time. Yeah. And everybody's playing, you know, these uh, big death matches in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, the LAN connection? Yep, it's the LAN connection. So they had like a LAN connection in our college dorm room. So we would get into a, a, a dorm room with like mm-hmm. one of my buddies, and we, we would have four of us on the Xbox, and we'd play four on four against mm-hmm. somebody else in a different room, yep. and we'd sign on and play together. I don't know how it all works. That doesn't make any <laughs> damn sense to me. Um, we would play against them. You know, and I was like, I was always like, <laughs> like one of the worst people on the team. You'd be the first one to die. That was me. That's what... That was me. And I, and I tended to change my character back and forth with a guy who was like really, really good. Because <laughs> like he would die and then steal my controller and then he'd find out where I was and I'd like respawn back in the beginning. So that was kind of interesting. But <laughs> And I would be the one guy that was very good at that. Yeah, most likely, yeah. <laughs> But but nowadays, like well, that's where the kids kind of play now. They play oh, yeah. against other real humans. They're not playing like mm-hmm. a Mario game where you're just playing like a set level in mm-hmm. the computer or whatever it is you would call that. Yeah. So, so that's probably how you grew up, though. Yeah, I grew up all by myself. Just, you know, me versus the computer, that sort of thing. And and to some level or to some respects, I mean, I got very good at that. But it's also, you know, the connection of that is is good and bad. You know, you're talking to people with, you know, through a screen. Yeah. Are you, you're not connecting with people. You're Certainly not, not seeing the reper- repercussions of what you're actually doing and what you're saying. Because if I don't like it, I turn it off. Very that's, simple. That's a good point. You know. You can always come back later. I can come back later. I can block you, go to somebody else. But it doesn't exactly work like that in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This hyper-created reality of what you're dealing with. And whether you're playing on your own or connected to the world, it is a created reality that you're dealing with. No, I would I would assume some people would probably argue nowadays because again, how they, all the kids play. Because you buy a video game nowadays, it's it's more for the online play. Most of the like, time, yeah. Like the storyline, the actual physical game itself is pretty simple. Most of those kids, especially the good kids, can beat that within a day or two. Oh yeah, typically. You know, but granted, that's probably 10, 12, you know, 20 or so hours of playing. Oh, yeah. They're just 
cramming it all in, in a couple of days instead of like doing what I think most people probably do. It's like oh, an hour here, two hours there, half an hour here. I remember sitting in the basement and not knowing what time of day it was. And, you know, my parents would come down and say, it's time to go to bed, you know, because it was 11 o'clock. Yeah. You know. Like, but I'm playing and we're close I'm to I'm playing. I'm right in the middle of something. Like, I can't stop right now. I'll no, have to go back to Absolutely. And that's, it sucks you into that reality yeah. of, of a, this created environment that's not real. I mean, realistically, I mean, how many of us know someone who's really into games, video games, whatever you want to call it, gaming, wh- whatever, world, whatever it's called. They're all over the place. Oh, there's, I mean, I was just at the Arnold, what, month and a half, two months ago now. And there was actual tables and stuff set up for gaming. Yeah. Like there was guys there, gals, people, whatever, mm-hmm. playing video games at the Arnold. Yeah. Like there's supposed to be like sports and fitness and health and this and that and a bunch of meatheads running around. I mean, it's a freak show. Let's be honest. But there's these, you know, kids playing video games. Oh, yeah. That it's I'm like, it's huge. It's that saturated. It saturated the entire society. And what are you going to do to resist them? I mean, how many of those kids, though, are probably argue that they're getting the same kind of connection with people because, again, they're playing live games and they're not playing, you know, just at home on their own screen. They're they're playing online with other people and they're most of them have headsets and talking back and forth. And they're, you know, if they're shooting each other with like those kind of games, they're probably making fun of each other. Like, ah, again, what repercussions do you have? What did, would you say the same thing you would online that you would to them face? No, there's no face? way because in face to face you got a chance to get punched in the face. That that's the thing. That's, there's that's, no that's, that's one of the problems of like comments and stuff on on the internet because people are trying to win the internet, so they say all kinds of ludicrous stuff they would never say in person because you know because again they can get punched in the face. Is that really connection though? No, it's not at all. See, and not that's the thing close. is it's, it's it's separating that. So. There is levels of connection, but there's also levels of disconnection in that. Because are you really connecting with someone or are you just talking? You know, are you still isolating yourself and saying, you know, I can say whatever I want. I'm safe in my basement. (laughs) Nobody's going to touch me. Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, what kind of problems do you think that's creating in today's society? Because it's certainly creating some issues. Where people say all kinds of crazy stuff online or through texts oh. or or emails or anything like that. But on the phone, it seems like they don't really say that kind of stuff very much. But they, they have a little bit more safety because, yeah. again, you can't hit them. <laughs> definitely. But, but I, in person, they don't seem to be saying any of that kind of stuff. Definitely, there's going to be, you know, you don't have the social skills that previous generations do. You know, I didn't. I had a that I had a huge learning curve on social skills, you know, on how to deal with people. Um, you know, it, it's you won't develop that stuff. And that's just some for somebody that hid in their basement. You have people that are shielded by the internet. They think they can say whatever they want. What kind of social skills are you gonna have when you walk out the door? <laughs> Isn't that another form of isolation of yourself that, you know, just because you're still walking outside and, and meeting with your own little clique of people doesn't mean you have social skills anymore. 
So it's robbing everybody. Well, that's a good point because most of us gravitate towards people who are very similar to ourselves. And it's more of like a, like an echo chamber oh, yeah. than it is actually having, especially in a kind of tough conversation. Anything that's happening these days. And that's what partially the internet is doing. But it's also just, you know, politics, it's, it's clubs, you name it. Everything is going to, these are the people that all think the same, act the same. You know, and they criticize anybody that's not the same. These are all good points. <laughs> very hard to argue. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> it's one of those things when you've seen that side of it, when you've been so isolated by that, you know, you can take a step back and say, wait a minute, you're isolating yourself. You're isolating yourself. You know, um, I hate politics right now. I absolutely hate it. Right now or just in general? In general, but right now. Because it's it's so it's doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. It's isolating yourself. It's isolating yourself and and people are talking back and forth to each other and having no social skills whatsoever. And saying we're parroting back the same point to each other. And we will not listen to anybody else because I have a screen in front of me and I don't need to listen to anybody else. I have this small group of people. I don't need to listen to anybody else because everybody here says the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's one of the issues of not having like a diverse group of friends. Mm -hmm. Cause like, again, you're just going to fill your, and with normal the, group, I guess, with like again the echo yeah. chamber. I mean, with the internet, who needs a diverse group of friends? Everyone, damn it, because it, it can't replace what what we need as people. I don't think. Again, but that's the thing is with Facebook and things. I don't need anybody else that's not looking at my views. I can defriend them. Well, yeah, but most people don't even have the stones <laughs> to do that. They just. Well, what, what do they call that now? Like unfollow, so yeah. you, you don't see that yeah. their stuff pop up anymore. But you're still technically, yeah. you know, fake friends on the fake mm -hmm. book and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, just have the balls to go in there and click off and say, no, I don't want to see their stuff anymore. I don't. But they don't have the. They don't do that. They just unfollow and say, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> Is that actually social skills? No. It's like the antithesis of that. I mean, exactly. It's the exact opposite. And that's what everything is doing. Everything is going that way. It's segmenting. It's, you know, you could almost predict that some of these things are going to happen because everything is dividing. And it's, like I said, it's not the internet's fault. It's not technology's fault. But it's kind of because we are not steering it. And because we are not, we're not in control of that. Okay, but how do we take control of that? I mean, we, we can only do a certain amount of things for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like we can't enforce other people to do certain things. They have to do that for themselves. What's the old quote? You know, it's like to change the world first, you have to change yourself, right? So it's like, well, a great example is like, what have you done? 
to kind of get away from having too much screen time and coming home and being stuck on video games and doing yeah. that kind of stuff. And like, well, what are you doing to mitigate that? Because I mean, it, it is an addiction. It is. It really is. It is, and it will lead to other things. So, like, it's like, what what are you doing to like have like more of like a healthy life and stay away from that? So I know I have stopped all of that. You know, I don't have a gaming system in my house. Just because you're afraid of playing it, or you've decided it's just not what you want to do? Uh, both. Okay. I was originally afraid of it because I was so connected to that. Um, now it's just, it's not worth it. How it, so? What do you mean? It's It's just not, there are a lot of other things to do. And that's the thing is if you can pull somebody out of that, that isolation and say, hey, there's so many other things to do. There are um, events in the city. You know, we had an event Friday, first Friday that uh, I took my kids to. My wife and my kids, we had a blast. And it was just us. You know, I'm trying to think. I don't think I picked up my cell phone at all. It was in my pocket the entire night. And it was, other than pictures of my kids, you know, we had a great time. So it's one of those things that I've taken all those influences out for the kind of withdrawal of that. But once you realize that, hey, there's there's a reality outside of that, you don't need it anymore. That sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I've tried to, uh, disconnect from a lot of that, you know, um, a lot of what, any of the internet, any of the TV, well, like, like social media or just screen time in general or what? Um, and that's the thing is I still, like you said, I still do a lot of reading, you know, I've tried to read a lot. So, so you're, you're trying to get like better, good Good screen, screen time, time instead of just wasting your time doing exactly. other things. You know, there is a lot less Facebook, a lot less of the social media versus, you know, believe me, I have tons of podcasts on my phone. I listen to podcasts all day. Most of that is good. Some of it is just entertainment. And, that, and that's okay, though, because you kind of need a break from time yeah. to time. You can't. Like there's lots of times I'll be listening to podcasts or or talks or CDs or audios or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, you know, and listening to all that kind of stuff. And there's eventually there's times like we need a break. Yeah. Like I've had too much. I need to just zone out and watch some TV or you know listen to some comedy or do something different. Like I need my mind to just kind of chill out for a second. Like I can't just learn, 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 learn. And you got to take some time to kind of refresh a little bit. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. As long as it's done, I think you know. Healthfully, because mm-hmm. there's there's too much of anything, right? Like, yeah, and that's the thing is I've I've done a lot of I've switched over a lot of reading, you know, and you know through Kindle or something like that. That it's just reading that kind of thing, and that that is I would say good time, you know. But and there's also a whole level of you know productive screen time, you know. Um, I do have tablets for my kids now, how, much, how much time do you permit them to be on it it's not really a, a time limit because it's it's more of what goes on the tablet itself okay um i don't allow non-educational games 
or non-educational um, TV. Um, the the great example, I, I my son, we were driving and uh, he he was just getting kind of rowdy and and I handed him my phone and I had educational games on there and we had some time to kill and so he was playing an educational game. And the educational game was learning math. And in that case, these devices are actually really great at teaching that because it's teaching him math through a game. He's learning math. He's not even in kindergarten yet. And he can add and subtract and, you know, work through these problems and he doesn't even really notice he's doing it. Yeah. So in that respect, these things are amazing devices for that res- for those kind of things. So it's when I come back to a double-edged sword, it is not only something that is very addictive and problematic, but it can also be very insightful and and a very good transfer of knowledge. Well, yeah, but I think that boils down to a lot of different things in life. I mean, there's technology can be a wonderful thing in our lives, Mm -hmm. but it can also completely take over, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. I mean, it it can, it becomes so much of an addiction that Mm -hmm. you don't function in society because you can, you just, you just get plugged into everything else. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's meant to be a tool Mm -hmm. and you can use it as a tool. And I think that that's a great way to use that as a tool whereas a lot of times like was it just a couple of months ago i was at the barber and there was a little kid getting his hair cut mm-hmm. now probably six seven years old hard to tell he's a little kid i mean yeah I, it's, it's hard to tell him and he's sitting in the chair and he's got a screen in front of him look like a little cell phone it looked like a tablet or anything crazy mm-hmm. like you know cell phone size and guy's sitting there cutting his hair mom and dad of course helicopter parents are like just right there in front of him just yeah. making sure that everything's fine oh my goodness this is my my, my little bundle of joy, probably their only kid, probably their first kid, you mm-hmm. know, and obviously if it's the only kid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this, this kid's like just buried into his phone. And it's what he's, whatever he's doing, I don't know if he's watching a video, if he's playing a game, I don't know. I'm kind of sitting off to the side again, phone yep. in the pocket, looking yep. like a psychopath, you know, just, just yeah. to make a point. And uh, and then the, this kid is, is looking down at his phone. As you can imagine, it's, it's in his hand. So he's looking down. The guy's cutting his hair. And the, the, the barber grabs his head and tilts it up. So he's looking straight ahead instead of down because he needs to cut his hair. This is what he's doing. And the kid puts it right back down. So he's looking at his phone. And so so the guy grabs his head and pulls it back up. So he's looking straight ahead. And the kid puts it back down. So he's looking at his phone. And and, and I'm sitting here laughing, like, watch this. This is kind of ridiculous. So mom literally... Like takes two steps forward because he's right there. Grabs his head and holds it like mm-hmm. so. That's up where the barber needs it, and like literally, like having to hold this kid's head. So the the kid just raises the thing. So he's like staring straight ahead now at his phone, but he has to like hold his arms up. This is hard. Yeah. This is crazy. What am I doing here? And it's like that to me is just like it's too much. It is like what what is wrong with making your kid sit there quietly, be behaved, not have something to distract him for yeah. twenty minutes while he's getting his hair cut? It's like like people are using, I think, as a pacifier, as a babysitter, just to keep them quiet. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just wrong, in my opinion. It's yeah. like, yes, do kids need to be on devices? Absolutely, because mm-hmm. they're going to grow up with that stuff. They have to be around it. They have to. It's part of our society. They've got to get used to it. 
of course, which is hilarious because like my daughter, you know, knows more about cell phones and video game stuff than I do, even yeah. though I technically grew up with them, right? Because as they were coming out, but she's to her like they've always been in they've her life. They've always been, and for me, like <laughs> they've, they've they've been in my life for like maybe half of it, maybe. Yeah. Well, we're in that odd generation. Um, I I'm technically a millennial, but I, as I, as I am as well. But there's also this sub generation of Xennials. The group of people that had a time when technology and things were not available. Yeah. And we're in this odd little world of we're the only people that have done that because the previous generation did not have any of that. They went out and talked to people. They had to. They had no choice. Exactly. The next generation doesn't know any different. They've never grown. They've never seen anything different because this is what they've grown up with. Yes. So we're in this really weird little void of a we've seen both sides. Yeah, and, and I'm not, and I'm not naive, and I naive, and I realize that kids need to be around these things. They understand them; it's part of their lives. They have to be around it. It is what it is. But they can't be so addicted to it yeah. that you can't sit there and have dinner or you know, sit through a barber, you know, appointment or sit at a table at a restaurant or, or do whatever. It's a and, balance. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that there needs to be limits on that kind of stuff. But I, I like what, you, what you're doing, whereas you only put educational stuff yeah. on your phone or your tablets for your kids or whatever. So that way they don't even know that there's, no. what is it, like there's some stupid game called like Ninja Fruit Warrior or yeah. something like that where you yeah. just swipe across the screen, you slice yeah fruit that's flying up in there like that's dumb yes it is i mean like granted it, i know it's hand-eye coordination this and that <laughs> but guess what if you want that play table tennis yeah. that's gonna be better for you so it's like you don't need crap like that yeah. whereas you make your kid play games where he's doing math he's adding he's subtracting he's doing these things and he's young yeah. so he's preparing for school the game he was playing was called math bridges and what you do is you create a bridge and you have to add or subtract. Well, there's some structural engineering log. in there too. Yeah. Look at this. Well, <laughs> you have to add or subtract logs to create the right size bridge to get across the gap. So it's, I have to add. There's also and problem solving. It's problem solving. It's adding, subtracting, and things like that. And technology and things like that are great benefit to those things. You can learn so quickly with this stuff. I mean. He is not supposed to be able to do that stuff at his age, yet he is doing it because of this. Okay. Are there other experts that, that are out there saying that kids should have so much time on devices I, and there should only be so much screen time, maybe like a couple hours a day or whatever? Because I don't, I don't know what it is where they like the average, you know, American watches like television a day, mm -hmm. but last time I heard something, it was like in the four to six hour range. Oh, yeah. And it was like, how do people have that much free time, first of all? <laughs> Shouldn't they be doing other things? But it's like, I mean, it's like, if that's average, like, who's the crazy asshole that's watching well, 12, I mean, 18, 20 hours a day of, of television or screens or whatever? If you don't have a job, what else are you going to do? Well, there's a bunch of people, obviously, who watch <laughs> zero because they're busy and they're yeah. doing other things. So it's like, if, if that's just TV, like, what about cell phones? Oh, yeah. Because again, like, like you talked about, like go out to a public place. Who's not on their who's cell phone? Who's not on their cell phone? I mean, was, was the last time you sat in a restaurant and saw, you know, more than more than two people? So oh, yeah. two to four, six or whatever, however many people 
who are sitting there eating lunch, dinner, you know, food, whatever, and how many of them are on their phone? I'm Chances a- are 90 plus percent of people at the table. Oh, yeah. And in the restaurant. I'm seeing a lot of initiatives to say, hey, I, I, a lot of restaurants, I, I'm, they're saying, hey, here's a box. Put all your cell phones in this box so you can talk. And they're trying to do that stuff. But there's a lot of people that aren't. Yeah, I was, saying, a, I was talking to somebody recently that they said they went to like a little diner or a restaurant or something yeah. like that. A little mom and pop place, right? Like my kind of favorite place. <laughs> and they said there was like a poster or sign or something yeah. on the wall that was like, hey, pretend like it's 1990. And, yeah. And there's there's no Wi-Fi. And like put your phone away and actually talk to somebody like a human being. Yeah. And that's – there's still a culture out there that's trying to do that. And then there's also places like Starbucks. We don't care. We're going to give you free Wi-Fi. And how many people do you see talking in Starbucks? Zero. Exactly. Everyone's there, head down on a laptop or on their phone. Mm-hmm. No one's talking to anyone. They're all sipping their coffee. And that's it. There's nobody having a conversation. There's nobody. Ever. Ever. But that's the thing. They don't care. They're saying... Well, they're more in tune with today's society than other places <laughs> who are trying to say, hey, put it away because you want to talk to your your friends and family. Like, no, they don't. They want to be on their phone. Why is there a Starbucks on every corner? Because people like paying a lot of money for crappy <laughs> coffee, I guess. And I free Wi-Fi and not talking to people. Yeah, there's that. Because <laughs> they can. It's very simple. It's so much easier. They don't have to deal with other people. They've got their mentality. They've got their their little bubble. That they don't have to deal with other people. They don't have to. They can chew people out on the internet and close their laptop and say, I'm done. Yeah, walk I don't away care. and think that they won the argument. They won. Whoever screams the loudest wins. That's what they think, yeah. That's what they think. That's the most vulgar thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword in everything that you do. It, it's There's no... It is just a tool. There's, we are in control of that, and we determine the outcome. Are people going to take the easy route, or are they going to take the hard route? Most people tend to take the easy route. And you see why we're at where we're where we are <laughs> right now, because people are taking the easy route. They don't care. They don't want to take the hard route. They don't want to talk to people. They don't want to do anything. People are scary. Don't talk to other people. Wait, punch you in the face if you say something wrong. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> Keeps people in check. Again, it's being social and understanding those things, you know? But what are you going to do? There's, we're in control of it, you know. We don't have a uh, a Skynet, you know, controlling us. Yeah, it's us. Well, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> Skynet's out there, and it'll kill us in our sleep, you know. Not, but it's our own creation and our own doing that's going to going to do that. <laughs> Not some sentient being that's out there trying to be malicious and kill us all. But I don't know. <laughs> see lots of movies that say otherwise. We'll see what happens. 
considering AI is basically the intelligence of a rat right now. Yeah. We're we're a little ways off from that. So. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we're 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 just a little way off. We don't need the robot wars yet. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's still it's still our control. It's still our doing that we're creating all this. It's still our you know, we put ourselves in these isolations. We we are separating ourselves. We are the ones that are dividing ourselves. We are creating these problems ourselves. So if you wanted to make recommendations for people to live like a happy, healthy, productive life, like what would you say to limit their screen time to? I mean, obviously, work is work, and that's yeah. one thing. You're, work is work. If you have to go and look at a computer all day, that is what it is. There's not a whole lot you can do to get away from that unless you want to you know, get a different job and do that kind of stuff, which you can do that. A lot of people do, do if that's what they choose to do. But like, not including that. Work, like, work is what it is. You're never going to escape those things. The thing is, it's that bubble that we're creating around ourselves, that we're allowing to form around ourselves because we're comfortable with it. If we isolate ourselves within our bubble, you're never going to move forward in any respect of your life. It's a very true statement. Yeah. And th- and that's, we're allowing ourselves to do that. Um, You know, it, it's, it's step out of that hyper reality of, Step out of the the artificially created reality that you. I can be really cheesy and say step out of the matrix, but that's <laughs> that would be too low. That's 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 well below. Let's be honest. There's a bunch of people who think we live in the matrix, and like we no, could. we're heading that way, especially we are with the heading. virtual reality stuff that's happening. Because there'll probably be a lot of people who choose to live in that world instead of the real world. Yeah. Because again, it's easier, and they get to build it's their own easier. construct of what it's going to be like. It's easier. It's always going to be easier. Yeah. But it's still not what we need to be fulfilled human beings, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, like, like for me, I know personally, it's like I have almost completely gotten off of social media. I rarely ever check it. If I do, it's a few minutes at a time. Yeah. And I might spend 20 minutes in, in a two or three month period scrolling through specifically lurk, looking for, you know, friends or people that I like want to check and. And going through and deleting a bunch of like people or accounts that I follow that that I don't really care that much yeah. about if they're not important to me. Like that's what I've done personally. And a lot and, of people do that, and, and like, a lot of people set aside a specific amount of time yeah, which to is, do which, that, which is smart, I think. And then specifically for me, also like when I go out with friends, especially if I don't get to see them very often, mm-hmm. I put my phone away, mm-hmm. and it's like when I'm there with them, I am there with them. Yeah, and whatever text or message or whatever I'm getting, it can wait until later. I don't, I don't need to get to it right now. Mm-hmm. It can wait, and obviously there there are times where there's, you know, circum certain circumstances in your life where you have to take phone calls and oh, texts yeah. when you don't want to, and that is what it is. And if so, I always make sure that I say, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I have to take this," mm-hmm. you know, and and I and I do what I have to do, and I get right back to the conversation, and I try not to just. You know, be like, I see a lot of people, especially kids, I hate to say it, but a lot of kids, you know, like late teens, early 20s is what it, 
Like they just, they sit in a restaurant booth or whatever, and they're not even really conversing with no. each other, except for when they're showing each other things they found on their phone or yeah. whether it be social media or whatever it is that they're doing. It's like, no, I just, I just don't think you should be doing that. But those, those are just things that I've done for me. Yeah. It's, I know, it's... I know still a big problem that I have is the television. Yeah. Like I don't have TV. I don't have Netflix or internet or anything like that, but I tend to watch a lot of movies. I've got old DVDs. The you know, collection that's sitting behind you. Got a bunch that I bought from you. <laughs> it was fireflies right over here. You know, uh, I mean, it's like I watch a lot of that, and that's kind of how I wind down in my yeah. evenings. You know, so it's and a lot of times I'm at home by myself. So if I'm home, if I'm cooking or doing whatever, I'll pop in a movie or do whatever and just kind of go about the house and just kind of yeah. let it play for background noise and that kind of stuff. And and that's something that I struggle with, you know, because there, there are days where I feel lazy and I don't want to leave the house and I yeah. want to just like binge watch, uh, you know, a TV show that I've been watching mm-hmm. and I've got on DVD and I get through like three discs and I'm like, Holy shit, like how much time have I wasted watching these things? I need to go out and do something. I need to get out and like yeah. be around people. And- but that's also the thing is, is are you exercising your mind? Instead of watching the TV, are you reading a book? Are you doing something that's actually productive and, and, and exercising that muscle that's called our brain? Yeah. You know, because, again, you're staring at a light. You're staring at a light bulb, basically, and wasting away your time. Um, you know, I grew up watching a ton of TV, and now I watch almost none. You know, my kids still watch TV, and I'll sit there and do stuff with that TV on. But I've gotten so disconnected from that t- that that source that it doesn't. I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care. Yes, I'll still pull a book up on my phone and still read through that, but or listen to a podcast or something like that. But that's actively thinking and learning and 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 things like that. And what you're doing is instead of just staring aimlessly at a light, you're trying to exercise that muscle instead of yeah, just wasting time. Wasting time. Again, we all need time down where you've had too much mm-hmm. of the things and mm-hmm. that's fine from time to time because again that's normally how I, I wind down from my day mm-hmm. you know because like typically like i'll get home late from the gym and i'll shower and i'll eat and i'll sit down and chill out and then i've got to mm-hmm. get to bed because i go to work the next day you know so i that's where like the the tv show is coming really handy for me because i've got about half an hour maybe 45 minutes to kind of wind down before bed and that's that's usually what i tend to do is kind of do that yeah. now also i've heard that people say that you shouldn't do that yeah, because you're supposed to turn off all kind of like uh, blue light devices, That's screens, light. Kindles, TV, all that kind of stuff. Was like two hours, three hours before bed, something like that. The human body is not designed to handle that. It's just like I said, if you sit and stare at a light, right, is that going to make you go to sleep? If you turn not on a light bulb and sit and stare at it for two hours, are you going to go to sleep? The human body's not made for it. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of people are finding the, the, the physical books and things like that. You don't have the light anymore. You don't have those things. Um, you know. But if you do, it's going to be like a regular, like a, a dull yellow light. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like the blue light, right? Yeah. Well, I, and it depends on what you have. But yes, that's you, you, you're getting rid of that. 
you know, or it's not a, you're not looking at that light. You're not staring at it because usually you're facing it towards something else. Well, that's a good point too. I didn't think of it that way. It's just kind of on, you're not specifically staring at it. In a book, you're seeing reflected light. Yeah. You're not seeing direct light. A TV, you are staring at a light. I never thought of it that way. That's, that's quite interesting. <laughs> so that's the thing. is if, if, like you said, you're winding down because you, um, you know, you're winding, you come home, wind down for sleep, try not staring at the light. See what happens. Because that's what you're doing. That's TV. You are trying to, you're, you're looking at a TV. You're looking at a stare, you're staring at a blue light. Your body's not handled, you know, your eyes are not adjusted to that. So start, you know, turn off the TV, read a book, see what happens. Yeah. Because it's reflected light. It, it's, and yes, there are a lot of new things that, that reduce blue light, you know. Um, I picked up a set of nighttime driving glasses that it took a little while to notice it, but red lights, yellow lights, green lights all look the same. But when you look at standard lights, you see a difference because it's, it's just eliminating the blue light that you see in the environment, which is easing it off of your eyes. Cause you know, red, that's, uh, you know, you see, you can see red at night. You know, that's, that, your eyes can adjust to red. Uh, dark labs, things like that. They're in, they're bathed in red light. Yeah. So that you, your eyes can adjust and you can see that light. So. Were you wearing these glasses though, that, that make the traffic lights look all the same, all the different lights? Uh, anything that's not blue. Red light is a oh, red wavelength. So, so yellow light, you know, and green. So, so you just see it as light. You don't see it as like a specific color. No. Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at traffic lights, they look the same because they don't have any blue in them. Okay. So, but standard lights, street lights, they look different. They look yellow because it's eliminating the, blue, the blue light. And yellow light's a lot easier to process. Yeah, because I'd heard some stuff like that on podcasts where they say, you know, you need to be away from it for so many hours mm -hmm. or you need to get blue blocking glasses and all this kind of stuff. And and I'd use them for a couple of months in the evenings when I was watching TV and I didn't really notice a difference. Yeah. But maybe I should get back to that and kind of do more of that because that, that is kind of how I wind down in my evenings. Mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, like right now I'm watching Bones, mm -hmm. you know, so I pop in an episode of Bones and I watch an episode. and It's kind of nice because when it's done, I can I have a clear stopping point. And I could go to bed and I can watch the next episode the next day. Whereas like a lot of times I watch movies and it's like then you got to remember where you were the night before mm -hmm. and you kind of do a lot of overlapping and you're skipping around. But I know it's stupid. It's, it's trivial, but I don't remember. I mean... It's like, yeah, I was watching this. And I think we were there. They start watching like, no, I think we were already there. And then you watch like an extra 20 minutes you've already seen. So it's like, eh, it takes you like yeah. you know, twice as long to watch the same movie because you're overlapping certain parts of it. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of annoying. But that's just me personally. But I know that I know I think a lot, a lot of people as well as myself, if I try to read in the evenings, I don't remember a lot of the books because I yeah. tend to be so tired that I don't remember. 
And plus, I tend to be more of an auditory learner. Yeah. So I like listening to like books on tape or podcasts or that kind of stuff because I tend to re- retain that a little bit better. But I used to do that as I would sit down in my chair, I'd read a book, and I'd usually fall asleep reading my book, and then I would like have to get up and like, oh, was I, I don't even know. I'd like reread the book like three times. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is just crazy for me. And that in that case, that would be something that if you sat down and put on a set of headphones instead of watching the TV, listen to an audio book. Before you go to bed. Well, then what are you going to look at? Close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just close your eyes and listen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would just fall asleep. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. But that's also the thing. that If that's the, the thing is, if you're getting that relaxed and that comfortable, not staring at a light, that you fall asleep listening to it, isn't that doing the job that it's supposed to? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Well, if, with that bombshell, I think we should probably wrap this one up. We've been rambling for quite a long time. Holy Little. crap. A long time. Yeah. No, All right. Well, Ryan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for Absolutely. coming back on the show again. It's nice to be not in a uh, conference room at work. Exactly. Rushing through one of these things, have a couple of beers, and have a good time. So I think we're going to try to do these kind of more quarterly. Sounds and have good. more realistic like we had talked about eventually like like once a month or something like it's just it's just too it's much, too much. <laughs> we're not able to do that once quarterly so hopefully like once a quarter we'll get you back on we'll talk about what's going on tech wise or just do what we always do just ramble about stupid shit random <laughs> that's kind of what we do so is there anywhere on social media where people to follow you or do anything like that or i'm pretty we, we all good there i'm pretty uh i'm the edward snowden of uh and I know you probably won't understand that, but I, I kind of know in <laughs> reference what you're talking about, but probably not in the detail that you no, do. I, obviously. I keep a pretty low profile, so nothing it's wrong. Be pretty hard to find me. Nothing wrong with that. I kind of do the same thing with my Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually very hard to find, which I appreciate. Of course, it helps having a very common name yeah. as well. But all right, well, thank you, sir. Appreciate yeah. it. And if you guys want to hear more from Ryan, guess what? You have to listen here because you can't find him on social media. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next time. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up another fun episode. It's always good to have Ryan on the show. We always have a great time together. And we will definitely hear more from him in the future. If you guys are still listening, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the show. I greatly appreciate it. I could still use everyone's help uh, getting the show out to more people. Please share it around with your friends on social media or just talk about it in general. And let's please go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher and leave the show five-star reviews, which will help new people find the show. But that's all we have for this episode, so we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.